2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: All right, I'll be in New York for the game on Monday night, but I'm really glad that I'll be back in the DFW area by Tuesday because of the awesome wing deals at Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks is the place for wings. Tuesday and Wednesday, wing deals just got even better Love of the start, listeners. On Tuesdays, bone and wings are half price. And on Wednesdays, boneless wings are half price. I know our uh, producer, Peyton Russell, he's a big boneless wings guy. So he'll be on there on Wednesday. I will be going there on Tuesday. But really, I'll be at Boomer Jack's a lot, period, just because it's the spot, it's the place to hang out. With half price wings on Tuesday and Wednesday, you have a perfect excuse for a midweek wing break. And don't forget to add an ice cold beer. Really cheap drinks, cheap food, but it's just cheap in price, not in quality. It's great stuff wall-to-wall TVs, live music. It is one of my favorite spots in DFW. And with 17 DFW locations, there's one near you. So you can find yours at boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show. Uh, And it seems like I'm saying this a little bit earlier than normal, and that's because I am. Uh, We're doing a a mailbag-heavy episode for you guys today. Uh, We planned on it being the whole show, and then Jerry had to go talking about, you know, quarterback controversies that don't exist, and so we had to at least devote a little bit of time to that. Uh, but we're going to jump right into a, a really heavy dose of your questions. And so, Brian, I'm just looking at my Twitter replies. we got a lot of questions here, and I'll just start firing them off. Uh, first question here from John. Uh, if the Cowboys are in contention at the trade deadline, do you see them making any significant moves to help the roster or basically move forward as
2: is? Coaches have a very difficult time of adjusting a roster when they feel like that they're going the right direction. You could ask coaches, I know Will McClay will ask this question to, uh, to, to Mike McCarthy. He'll ask it to Dan Quinn. He'll ask it to Kellen Moore. Is there anything I could do right now to help you with your roster? And usually coaches will say, no, nah, I feel pretty good about what we're doing. feel pretty good about the depth we have at certain positions. So it usually will come down to the personnel guys asking the coaches. Then it becomes the coach's call. So if the Cowboys are in it and they make a significant move, it will be because one of those coaches said, we're not very good at wide receiver. We're not very good at offensive line. We're not very good at linebacker. And then that's where you go make uh, or you go uh, hunt a potential move.
1: I think uh, what, the position we're all looking at, I think is it would be receiver, right? Like receiver is the position where we say, hey, they, they might be willing to make a move there. They've got a history of doing it. Is that the obvious answer to you? Or are there any other spots you look at on the roster and go, man, maybe they could strengthen this here. If they do make a deal, th- this might be an area they look or is it just it's all about receiver?
2: Well, you need to see what's happening with the offensive line. And, you know, you've done a great job of. Being out of practice, Bobby, and tweeting about uh, what Jason Peters and how that's all looking right now, whether he's going to play right tackle, left guard, uh, I think that's the big question you have to, to answer, uh, ask yourself or, or get answered first. Uh, receiver, yeah, that seems like the one, to me, the one area. But I, I am interested to see, now with the uh, the emergence of Noah Brown, uh, you know he looked very well we've documented that on a lot of our podcasts here about how well he looked in training camp yeah so i'm 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 itch- i'm interested to see if, if this is the wake-up call too for Jalen tolbert you know i really really am am fascinated now if he can get active and he's part of the mix he's learning maybe has a little success and those are the things that kind of jump start him so i think they've got some depth at the positions. Uh, but I, I, think that everybody feels like the wide receiver group, but man, I'm one of those guys. It's, I'm kind of taking a, 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 if we were in the stock market right now, I, I'm holding, I'm not selling, I'm not buying. I'm just going to hold and see, uh, what we have right now.
1: Well, 2004, you were with the Cowboys. What, what, what was your role with the Cowboys in 04?
2: Well, I was in pro personnel. So though. you were
1: in pro personnel. So you're the perfect person to ask about this. When we talk about, you go to the coaches and you figure out what kind of, when you guys made the trade for Quincy Morgan, you guys traded yeah. Antonio Bryant for Quincy Morgan. How, what kind of, what were those type of discussions like? Like, how did you come to that? Was that more about getting Antonio Bryant out? Was there something yeah, you liked about yeah, Quincy was, Morgan? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was really more about, it was more about moving on from him. Uh, you know, Bill had had enough. The whole, you know, we we dealt with a lot of things with, uh, with uh, AB and you know it was it, you know he, he was a very talented player, but yeah, it was more of about just moving on from a player that. That's when his head coach stepped in said we've got to do something. I can't coach this kid anymore.
1: I, and I you know this is just for my own fascination uh, getting the chance to ask you was Quincy Morgan the only deal that was out there for you guys, or did you look at other avenues? Were you talking other teams and looking at other receivers?
2: I think it was more about what the coaches were thinking about there. I think it was more about familiarity and you know the guys they knew. Um, you know Quincy was a guy that had, had had a you know had had an okay career and stuff like that you know was thought he was a stable guy. Uh, that that's really what that was all about. It wasn't more about hey we just got a better player. I personally don't think we got a better player. Yeah. I don't I think we just we moved on from a guy that was given the head coach trouble. And when the head coach was complaining, then that got everybody's attention. Next
1: question here from Daniel Henshaw: Has the front office, been, and, and I need to contextualize this, this was before Thursday night football. Has the, F of the front office been proven right with the slow start that Collins and Cooper have gotten off to? Yeah. I, I don't think they've been proven right about the Cooper thing right now. No. Uh, again, I kind of wonder if like you, what you guys ran into with Antonio Bryant, different type of player, different type of, of consternation, but I think it sounds like the Cowboys got to the same spot you guys got with Antonio Bryant with Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, but the Lyle Collins thing. Yeah. I think early on they, they've been shown that, you know, they may have been ahead of his decline.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you look at, and you know, everybody, you know, loves, you know, that the, you know, Lyle Collins, mm-hmm. I mean, Lyle Collins is a, a wonderful human being to be around. And I mean that in a way, you know, every time I've ever had experience with him, you know he's been super super nice, and yeah. you know maybe that's maybe it's our LSU background with each other and that kind of thing. You know, and
1: I didn't go and, to LSU. He was very nice to me. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, well he was yeah he was super super nice to me, and and you know I really appreciated that. And, and you know players treat people different ways, and that's that's the unfortunate thing. But I think the thing with Lyle Collins is they figured out a couple of things. Number one, he's broken down. He really really is, and by being broken down now, you know, he can't work out like he once did. He got in really good shape last year, but there were still things bothering him with the hip. People were asking me, why don't you just move him, you know, since Steele is playing well, why don't you move Collins to the guard and all that? They'll tell you over there he couldn't bend because of the hip. We're starting to see that a lot more now with Lyle Collins. He didn't have any training camp. He's dealing with back tightness again. There's a lot of things going on. Even him getting in shape wasn't good enough. So the Cowboys, in my opinion, now they made it a little personal. Don't get me wrong there. But they were ahead of the curve on him breaking down and uh, moving on from that. The Amari Cooper one, I think, Bobby, that was really personal. That was personal. That was about, you know, in my opinion, my opinion only about vaccinations, about availability when it came to practicing. Uh, the, you know, if he doesn't practice, you put him in the game. Yes, he plays, but you have the confidence to call the play uh, when it's Dak Prescott throwing to Amari Cooper, and he hasn't practiced the play. Yeah. You know that Amari uh, Cooper is a pro. There's no question about that. But where coaches, again, they look at it and say, "Hey, you know he doesn't practice. I can't have any confidence in putting him out there if he doesn't practice the play as I'm calling." They made it personal, though the vaccination status, the missing of the Kansas City and uh, Raiders game was personal. And I think that, you know, and they look at it also too, they talk about the money, that they didn't think he was worth it. They didn't think that he would, you know, that he was able to to stay on the field, like I said, in practice. And they, they made it very, very personal. They used the money as, a, as their shield, but I think this is more about what they thought about the player.
1: I, I, yeah, and I think it was a collection of things. Like, I think it was this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, and it all comes together for we're frustrated. Um, and, and look, I mean, there have been people uh, who used to be in that building who are currently in that building who will tell you that they think that Amari Cooper's a little passive-aggressive and, and that, that he's a, a little tough to deal with in that sense. I, I think that that's more about – because there's other people that you talk to that go – He's not passive-aggressive. He's just a different guy. and people Oh, don't no, know he's how to, different. Yeah, and it's like yeah. people don't know how to interpret that, and so yeah. it's just he's tough to read, but he's not. So, I mean, you'll get Amari Cooper defenders, and you'll get uh, guys who are, who are really frustrated with Amari Cooper. Um, yeah,
2: Amari, yeah, Amari Cooper, Bobby, real quick. We yeah. interviewed Amari on 105.3 The Fan. He was our player guest every Thursday. And if you didn't come with the right type of question, you know, he would challenge you. Yeah, And, you know, sometimes these players, if you ask them a question, they answer the question, they move on. Amari Cooper was a very deep thinker about things. When you asked him a question, he would be that, oh, no, that's not right at all. You know, you need to think about it this way. And so, yeah. I it, it's a challenge to get to know somebody like Amari Cooper. But I felt like that the year that we got to visit with him, that there were times where, you know, it, it, like I say, it was tough. But there were other times where you got a lot of really, really good information from him.
0: The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: He's, a, and and I really, I, I'm an Amari Cooper fan, not just as a player, but as a, a, like a person. I liked dealing with him in the locker room. I thought he was very insightful. I thought he he gave us a lot of great information. In fact, at times, probably too much information. I remember... Brian, you know how KG teams get about injury details. They don't want to let you know specifics of of what's bothering a guy or what's going on. When he was dealing with a quad bruise, that's the way teams like to call it. I was dealing with a quad thing or, oh, he's got a quad contusion. That's it. We go to his locker and we just say – hey, so you're dealing with this quad bruise? He's like, yeah, technically. So the way that the trainers explained it to me was you have the four quad muscles there, and then he's like, and then there's a muscle that runs underneath. So I've bruised the muscle that's running underneath. And I mean, giving us all these deep details that I'm sure the training staff hated finding out that Damari was divulging that much to us. But he was he was a straight shooter. He didn't
2: censor very himself. Very straight, very straight.
1: He never censored himself, and that's uh, that's one of the things I like. And it's yeah, it's a little frustrating watching him play as well as he does while the uh, receiving core is still trying to figure it out over here. Um, just your opinion right now. We we still think Amari Cooper is a better receiver than CeeDee Lamb? I do.
2: Yeah, I think that there's things. I, I, I'm i not trying to ride the fence on there. When you start to talk about route running and finish and all that, Amari Cooper is better, yes. Now, the thing with CeeDee Lamb, and I, I believe this with all my heart, we saw CeeDee Lamb the other day catch a ball that was thrown in front of him. And and what he what he's capable of doing, you know, if you put the ball on target and not every pass could be on target, you know, but you'd like to believe that scouts always told this. I've said it before. I'm sure people are sick of me. You see it one time. You could probably see it again. Yep. put the put the ball where this kid can catch it, put it out front, put it up in his eyes, you know, you know, give him an opportunity to catch it and run. He's very capable. I think that I think that Amari Cooper has a bigger catch radius. But when you talk about run after catch, I think CeeDee Lamb is is really really good as it compared to Amari Cooper.
1: Next question here uh, from Brandon Laurie: Is this the game we finally see Cavante Turpin be used in the offense? Seems like he could give the team uh, the juice they are looking for right now. I, I without looking at the snap counts, I believe we did see him out there more on offense this last game um, that than the first game, but you know, I think he's always going to be uh lucky whitehead essentially yep. for them that, that he'll yep. be, he'll be return man and then he'll get some, you know, gadget packages eight to 10 times a game.
2: Yeah. You know, the one of the, in, in the in week one against Tampa, they ran an option with him as the trail back, you know, and, you know, Dak took it and ran up inside for, you know, eight yards or something like that. Got a first down. I think they're going to see things like that for him. I, you know, it's, how much can you use him? I think you can maybe use him on some third down stuff if you want to. But me personally, if he's going to take snaps away from a guy like Pollard, I, I'm not interested in doing that. Sure. I think Pollard is I think Pollard catches the ball better. I think Pollard, you know, when you talk about run after catch, they're both probably pretty similar with their elusiveness and their the wiggle and all those things you you like to talk about. But I, I just think there's more things you can do with Pollard. Than you can with Turpin, but as long as Turpin keeps bringing the ball back the way he did, two big returns in that game the other night or uh, last week, excuse me, uh, that that really helped the team get in position to get points. That's what he needs to do for this team first and foremost.
1: Question from Steve: uh, Who are the O line starters going forward? Uh, interesting question, since Jason Peters was out at right tackle and left guard on uh, on on Thursday. Um, I think they're trying to go through. I don't think they've committed to anything right now. I think they're trying to figure out, all right, when McGovern's healthy, when Peters is ramped up, what's our best combination? What are we going to go with? Right now, my inclination is if everybody's healthy, not including Tyron Smith, but, you know, in a couple of weeks when McGovern's healthy, Peters is ready, I I think Smith at left tackle, Peters at right, McGovern at left guard, Zach Martin and Tyler Biotis. I think that's the combo.
2: I'll tell you what, I think every every week it gets a little bit more murky for me. And I'll say it in this way, because if you're winning game with the current configuration that you have, these coaches aren't going to want to change much. We'll see. Every win means that Jason Peters doesn't have to play. Sure. And let's be honest, uh, you know, I've been very critical of, of Steele at right tackle. He was much better in that game against Cincinnati last week. Yeah. I don't think coaches are going to switch this thing up. I think as, as, long as, as long as nothing looks broken, they will continue to play with the current offensive line they have. Now, we'll see what happens when McGovern gets back. Like you've said, Peters, I think that they're really – I don't think they want to replace Steele. I really don't. Now, I think Peters is working like he's a swing tackle. I think that's what they're kind of working him as. I don't think they want to replace Steele. I really don't. Now, if Steele has another couple of games like he did against Tampa, well, then, yeah, there's your replacement. But after last week, they probably feel like, okay, he's back on track. Here we go. So I think this offensive line will stay the same. I'd love to see him do something at the left guard spot. You know, I'd like to see him personally put Peters at left tackle and play Smith at left guard. But they won't do do that. But I, I just have a feeling that as long as they as long as things aren't broke, they're gonna to continue to ride with this crew until they have to.
1: If if Steele is if Peters is ramped up and McGovern is still dealing with the high ankle, do you think Peters starts at left guard until McGovern is ready, or do you think they just roll with Farniak?
2: I just think right now they you know, it depends on how bad Farniak is. You know, I think it depends on how bad he is. And if they know now, do you play with that? All being said, again, you know, if you if you think McGovern is going to be back in two weeks, do you really put Jason Peters in there at left guard?
1: Sure, yeah. You know,
2: I mean, to, you, like, you put yeah. him in there. Do you put him in there to replace him with McGovern? Yeah. And I I don't know if they would do that. I I think they are training. I think they're training Jason Peters right now to be that stopgap player when something bad happens. If somebody If they get in one of these games and the Giants uh, get after them up front and there's a lot of problems, you're going to see Jason Peters in sooner than later. If they get through this game, the Commander's game, and all of a sudden everything seems to be they're finding ways to win and there's no big issues, I think Jason Peters continues to be work at guard, work at tackle. We'll call you if we need you.
1: You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.